This is the Marked Podcast. I'm your host, Mary Margaret Collinsworth, coming at you from Nashville, Tennessee at Lifeway Christian Resources. This podcast is for women who are marked by a hunger for God's word, who want to know him more, have a longing to impact the culture around them, and a real desire to discover and live out God's calling in their lives. If that's you, stay tuned. We're going to be talking about issues that are relevant to you today. Thanks for joining us. Thanks so much for joining us today on the Marked Podcast. I'm Mary Margaret here in Nashville, Tennessee, and um, today I have Savannah Ivy with us as my co-host. Savannah, can you say, say hello to everybody? Hello, everyone. Um, t- Savannah is our summer intern, and I'm so glad that she's mm-hmm. been here at Lifeway with us this summer. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Savannah. Yeah, I am from Knoxville, Tennessee. I will be a senior this year at the University of Tennessee at Knoxville majoring in communication studies, and I get to intern with Mary Margaret here at Lifeway this summer um, in women's ministry leadership training. So super excited to be here and to be joining you today. Yes, lots of fun. And our guest today is um, a woman that I've gotten to know a little bit over the last couple of years, and many of you have as well. A lot of you may have followed um, her journey through her blog. Um, You may know her through her husband's music, Um, but we have Angie Smith here today, and she she lives here in Franklin, Tennessee, is a mom of all girls. And um, and is one of our Bible study authors. She's an incredible teacher, speaker, um, but just a woman, you know, at the heart of it, who loves the Lord. And so, Angie, we are so glad to have you here today. Oh, likewise. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. It's awesome to talk to you guys. Yeah. Well, um, you know, tell us a little bit about you know who you are. You know, kind of um, give us a little bit of a, a sn- snapshot of Angie. Your introduction made me sound a lot more exciting than I actually am. <laughs> I don't know what, what I was attack on. Um, yes, I am. Like you said, I think a lot of people probably sort of got to know my name several years ago when I was blogging through a really rough time. And I will probably talk about that as we go. But um have been partnered with Lifeway for years and years and have just loved it so much. And so... Uh, the newest thing that has kind of been on my radar is a Bible study that just came out a few months ago, and um, really excited about that. And now I'm not doing, I'm not working on anything for the next few weeks. Nice. So that's the hit of my life right now is that I get to like kind of chill out and enjoy summer and <laughs> swim with the kids and like take it easy. So. Um, yeah, it's been a busy couple years, but I'm like, I think I, I need to just breathe for a little bit. You know, sometimes you hit that point where you're like, whoa, that was a lot. Yes, <laughs> and that totally makes sense. And I'm glad that you're going to get to enjoy that time. And um, and I will just speak, um, I can speak for myself here and say that I just finished your new Bible study, Seamless. And I... <gasps> you did? Yes! And I absolutely loved it. And I'm not saying that because you're here on the show. I'm not Aww. saying it because it's a Lifeway Bible study. I'm saying it because like I really really loved it. Wow, and thank you. Absolutely. And my, I lead a small group through my church of young adult women. And, you know, we're probably, I would say like 23 to 35 ish. And, um, you know, we journeyed through seamless over the last couple of months and just, I saw the women in our, in our small group who, mm. you know, many of them, you know, many of them have grown up in church. Um, you know, they know these Bible stories, um, you know, but I saw them, these light bulbs, just turn on with them mm-hmm. seeing how these stories connect in a way that they'd never seen before. And, um, and it just was such a, a thrill to see. So tell us a little bit for those who don't know anything about seamless, tell us a little bit about that project. It was so much fun to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it was something I never in a million years thought I would do because I didn't grow up in a Christian home and I really knew nothing about the Lord. I became a Christian when I was in graduate school. So, um, I just felt really ignorant about the Bible and 
and super intimidated by it because it's, yeah. you know, it's so much information and Lots of big I'd read words. things and I'm like, well, that story sounds cool or this person sounds cool or whatever it is, but I, I couldn't figure out how to piece it together. And so I started, um, I went to Lifeway one day actually and sat on the floor in the kids section and picked out a couple illustrated children's Bibles and just looked through them. And and gradually I was like, oh, that's where, okay, that's where Samson was. Or like, yeah. this is this time period, you know, just, just basic stuff. And, and then I'd buy a couple and I'd graduate to ones that like had a few more words and so mm-hmm. on. And so it sort of gave me this bird's eye view of scripture. And I sort of assumed that everyone who was a Christian already knew all of this. Mm. And I came to realize that that really is not always the case. It's actually not often the case. I think we're just too, you know, we get a little bit nervous about saying that in certain contexts. So the heart of the study really was to sort of tell the narrative of Scripture from start to finish in a way that makes it feel like one cohesive story. So, and I learned a lot doing it. Um, You know, you can never, you can never know it well enough. There's always something that you're going to learn. And so, it was such a fun project to do. Awesome. And it really, and I remember um, thinking when I first heard the title and that it was going to be this big picture of scripture in seven weeks. And I was like, how on earth are we going to cover all of scripture? And I was like, well, you go girl. And, um, you know, but I really just, I got into the first couple of weeks and I was like, yes, like this really is, Mm. you know, there's nobody that this is too simple for. And, um, and I, I would say, you know, to, to so many of you who may feel like, you don't know enough about scripture or you don't know how to tie these pieces together. It's a great way. It's a great tool to, to just start to put all these pieces back together and make them make sense. And, um, I'll never um, forget the year that somebody encouraged me to read through scripture chronologically for the first time. Mm, yeah. And, and I just remember all of these light bulbs just went off. Totally. But, Cause I was like, yeah. I had no idea that, all, that it I went know. like that. So it's, 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 awesome. it's a game changer to see the story as one big story. And rather than all these mm-hmm. pieces, you know, people, places and things, um, yep. just as separate individual things. So, um, thanks so for saying it. that. Thank yeah. you. Oh my gosh. Well, and, and it really is me saying it because I, I've been talking everybody else's ear off about it. So I'm glad to, <laughs> to get to say it here and to, to you a little bit too. Um, but you know, Angie, you know, what, what are some things that you're passionate about at this stage of your life, where you are with your family, um, you know, with, with writing and speaking, things like that, you know, what are the things that, um, that just really drive you right now? Well, I'm in this really interesting season where I feel like I'm, I'm sort of like, you know, everyone, like everyone who's listening, no matter what age you are, or what you're doing, you're always sort of doing this like delicate dance of balance. Yeah. And so, um, I found that some of the things that I'm really passionate about, I'm having to kind of like tuck to the side for a little bit, you know, and that I'm sort of like, oh, but that's okay. I'm not giving them up. It's a season and I'll get to come back to it. And Mm so um, I have a friend who was like, you know, I really feel like in any given season, I just choose two things that I'm really going to focus on and throw myself into. And I kind of like scoot everything else to the side. And so like right the second when you ask me, like I said, I'm sort of in a season of rest right now. And I feel like I'm, I wake up and I'm so excited to just be able to spend so much time with my kids yeah. and, um, and with my husband, who's not, summer is typically slower for them as well. And so, um, when I wake up in the morning, that's, I, I'm like, thank you, Lord, that I can do this. 
so the other passions are still there, you know, teaching and wanting to be writing and all of that. But I feel like if we if I don't have some seasons of rest, that those start to just be like almost numbed, you know, you're yeah. just sort of like in go mode. Mm-hmm. So right now it's, and I say that so that people listening don't think that I'm just like a lazy bum <laughs> who goes to the pool every day. <laughs> I yeah. promise. I have, I have passion. Yes. Right now my passion is the rest and my family and a lot of reading. I'm doing a lot of reading right now. Definitely. Well, good. Well, I can see Savannah's ready to ask you a question, so I will let her interject because I've, I've been <laughs> okay. talking too much. Yes. Yeah, so you were just talking about balancing and having a lot on your plate. And I know as women and just life in general that we can feel very overwhelmed at times. So we've talked a lot about honoring God in every season and really seeking to glorify him and even in the small steps. So what does that look like for you? You talked about in resting, um, just being present where the Lord has you. What is he teaching you right now? Oh, that's a great question, but um, I'm probably the wrong person to ask, I, or, or maybe not. Maybe I'm exactly the right person, because I, it's something I have to work really, really hard at mm-hmm. and have failed more than I've succeeded. And so I feel like, you know, especially when I, I have young kids, so I'm kind of like in that pocket, and that, that makes it, you know, we're all balancing different things. But one of the things that I just started to see was I would be praying about, where am I supposed to be traveling? What are my, what is God asking me to do in this season? And I, I feel like I, a, a lot of the time I was listening and I was obedient, but there were times where I was doing things and there, there was just this sense, this Holy Spirit kind of nudging me. And, and I just knew that I had either bitten off more than I could chew or that I had gotten my priorities out of whack, even mm-hmm. in my marriage. Um, and so it, I think it takes a lot of reevaluating, and also I'm really open with my kids when I feel like that's happened. And for those of you who are listening and don't have kids, it doesn't have to be your kids, but I think when you do realize that maybe you, you did things out of balance, I've gone to my kids often and said, I'm really sorry. Will you forgive me? I feel like this, you know, I, I messed up here. And, and there's grace for it, but mm-hmm. I want them to see me working through it. A few years ago, um, I went to India on a mission trip, and my kids had we had prayed about it and prayed about it, and I really didn't want to go. I was gone for about ten days, and I felt like the Lord was telling me to, but I wanted their permission. And so they prayed about it, and they all came to me, all the ones who were old enough, and said, "We really feel like you're supposed to go, and we'll miss you, but we think you're supposed to." Mm-hmm. And so I went, and I'll just never forget it. It was one of those times where God spoke so clearly to me because when I was there. I got a really nasty email from someone who was being very critical of me being away from my kids. And I just cried and cried. And I laid in my bed in the middle of the night because I was so jet lagged and just sort of like stared out the window and cried. And I felt like the Lord said to me, listen to me when I ask you to do something and believe that your kids will learn more about you, more about me, more about Jesus in your obedient absence than they ever will in your disobedient presence. Mm. And it was something I needed to understand that oftentimes, you know, what looks to me like, oh, I'm doing this poorly, that I have to remember this is the God who puts stars exactly in their places and runs the entire universe. Yeah. And if he calls me to be gone or to have another obligation and I'm truly listening and being obedient, I can trust that he's going to fill the gaps. And mm. I, I think I just needed him to speak that to my heart. So I don't do it perfectly, but I try and just stay in that rhythm of being obedient. And when I'm not sort of 
reevaluating and apologizing if I need to. Definitely. I think that we can so often just limit the Lord to our own capabilities when we can be, um, you know, like performance driven or we have a to-do list and we yeah. feel like if we haven't accomplished everything, then we're not, we haven't served right. him enough or we haven't done enough. And it's, that's really limiting who he is to what we can do. So I love that you said that, that there's so much grace just to be who we are and just to meet him where we're at and um, just every day, just to trust him. Yes, exactly. Awesome. Um, well, Angie, you know, one of the questions we always ask is, um, you know, what is something that you have been marked by? You know, if you had to look, you know, back at your life, um, you know, what is what is a significant event or just something that you've been marked by? Yeah, you probably guess where I'm going at this one. <laughs> um, I, I alluded to it a little bit earlier, but um, about seven and a half years ago, we went in for an ultrasound. We were expecting our fourth daughter and... Um, found out that she had several conditions that made her, the, the words they used were incompatible with life. And and they really urged us to end the pregnancy. And it was just an incredibly difficult time, as I'm sure anyone listening can imagine. We, we did carry her as long as we could. And um, she lived for about two and a half hours. Her name was Audrey Caroline. And she really, I mean, that, I will be, just be permanently marked by yeah. not just the time that I carried her, but the time that we had with her. And on, honestly, the, the ongoing legacy that I feel like she still has, mm-hmm. um, it's just, it's such a profound part of my story and my relationship with the Lord and our entire families. Um, not, not even just our daily walk of loving him here, mm-hmm. but also looking forward to heaven in a different way and to being with him. And so, um, as much as we, we miss her, it's, I, I, I love that the impact that she's had on my life, she's made me so much braver Mm. than I would have been. So I would have to say Audrey. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And just, you know, and the Lord uses so many different things in our own lives. And, and I love that this, this question always comes with a unique answer because everybody's Mm. lives have been marked by different things circumstances, people, situations, and, you know, and for you guys, it was a, um, you know, something that you started blogging about and became, you know, something that wasn't just a personal story, but it became a, you know, one that drew a lot of attention that drew a lot of readers. And I remember being sitting at my church office in Texas and somebody sent me an email and, um, I was doing Mm. girls ministry at the time and said, you you ought to read this blog. And, you know, and I remember reading along with your journey and just felt like, you know, of, of just, you know, um, just watching what the Lord was doing in your life. And I remember reading, thinking, you know, I was in a challenging season that was totally different than yours, but I saw, you know, how the Lord was being faithful in your life and it encouraged me to be faithful where mm. he had me. And so, um, you know, I love that he weaves our stories together, you know, as believers in so many unique ways, you know, and, you know, and I would say, you know, to you, Angie, or I guess I, my question um, that I want to ask is, um, you know, so many people would, you know, look at you and where you are now and the fact that you travel and speak and you get to share your story. You get to share, um, um, who Christ is with so many women you've, you've written, you've done Bible studies, you know, is that ever where you thought that you would be, was this ever a goal for you or something that you were working towards? No, (laughs) (laughs) no, never, never, never. I will say I've always loved writing. Yeah. Um, that was something that I, I've done since I was, I mean, old enough to pick up a pencil because Mm -hmm. it was just the way that I could communicate, but I, I thought that's probably not a practical thing to like study in school. And so I sort of 
pushed it on, you know, I put it on the back burner. I was like, I should probably do something more responsible, which is so silly, you know. But at that time, I wasn't walking with the Lord, and it was just sort of like, okay, what's the smart next move in my life? You know, like, I control my life. I'm in charge of everything. Here's what I'm going to do to make everything uh-huh. work out. And um, and so I've always loved writing. But no, never, never, never did I think <laughs> that this was something I'd be doing. And And to be totally honest, especially the speaking part, and the traveling is very much um, more an act of obedience than, I hope this doesn't sound terrible, but than desire. Um, I am still really nervous about speaking publicly, yeah. and I can't stand flying. And so I just always feel so inadequate. And I think that God has, my knees still tremble for a reason. He, mm. he needs me to, like, you know, remember that he's in charge of this and that yeah. I just... I need to do it anyway, but it's it's still a struggle. Um, so I, I have to kind of work through that every time I go. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so for many, many reasons, no, this is not something I ever would have seen myself doing. Mm-hmm. And and I bet you know I, I think you know, anybody who has read your blog or any of your books would would see that it's just these small steps of obedience that you've taken along the way of just going, okay, God. I'll do what you've asked me to do, you know, and, and I think, how would you encourage a woman who is, you know, maybe seeing something that the Lord's calling her to do that she just feels fearful of, or that she just doesn't know what to do with, you know, what, how would you encourage her today? That is a great question. And, and one of the things that I feel like people say to me is, don't you feel like you're, you know, inadequate or like you, for, you know, do you ever feel inadequate in this? And I'm like, yeah, I am inadequate. Mm. It, it, me, like me in my own flesh, yeah, like some people are like, do you ever just feel like you're not good enough to do this or like you're not up for, you know, all the different words that I think a lot of people listening would understand. And I think there's sort of this myth, and I think there probably are people who don't feel that way, yeah. but there's sort of a myth that if God calls you to something, all of a sudden you're going to have the confidence, you're going <laughs> to feel up to the task, you're going to... and like that's just people not being honest yeah. or, or maybe they're scared. And so that's their way of coping with it. But man, more often than not, what I'm seeing is that people are like, no, no, I don't feel up to it at all, mm-hmm. but, but I trust him and he's, he's asked me to do it. But what lies in that then is don't ever move t- too far away from reliance on him because it is true and you you there is nothing that can push you back farther into the pit of not believing something than moving away from him and starting to think I think I got this I think I can do this on my own and I think sometimes that does happen when people feel called to something you'll see them trying to to make the moves and sort of like you know it's it's then on their terms and that that is like yeah you're you're on a trip to feeling defeated if that's how you're going about it so Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. That's my, that's my answer to that. I've uh-huh. been there, done that, did yes. not work out well. <laughs> well, Angie, I want to ask you, um, just as a 21-year-old kind of stepping into her own, what's a life lesson that you wish that you had learned um, maybe at a younger age or sooner in life? Oh, my goodness. So many, so mm-hmm. many. I think, too, because I didn't, the way, you know, I was raised in a great home, but no, like I said, not Christian home. Mm-hmm. And so I, I made a lot of choices that I would never have wanted to as a believer. And 21 is a really tender age for me. That time period is 
you're just teetering on the edge of, you know, sort of feeling like you're coming into your own. So mm-hmm. one of the things that I I think when I look back on is just, and obviously this is through the Lord, but having a really strong sense of my worth mm-hmm. as a person and not always looking. And I, I again, this is a daily struggle for me but that I really did not have a concept of running my own race. And I was always so concerned what everyone around me was doing and how, how I was kind of faring compared to them. And I laughed because my, uh, one of my daughters just decided to join swim team and I missed her first meet last week uh, because I was traveling and I was so upset about it. And um, my husband sent me a video for racing She's mm. never had a swim lesson in her life, and she, like, dominated <laughs> swimming. But here's the best part, and this is kind of like this, like, life lesson in a nutshell. I watched the video, and I noticed that the only thing she was doing different than the other kids, other than that she's pretty naturally fast, is she wasn't looking side to side the entire race. Mm. She was just, like, eyes ahead. This is my lane. I don't care where I am placing I just want to get there and do the best I can. Yeah, definitely. And it really, like, I've watched it dozens of times because I feel like the Lord was like, Angie, this is this is what I wanted you to know your whole life, was that I've put you in this lane. I want you to get there with excellence, but it's going to slow you down if you're so busy focusing on everyone else. Yeah. So I wish I had understood that sooner. Definitely. Uh, that is such a, a quick trap that the enemy uses with us is to make us feel like, you know, we've got to compare ourselves to everybody else and how they're doing what yeah. they're doing or that their calling looks different than ours or, yeah. you know, just even that the things that we look at on the exterior look different than us. And we just go, but I, w- I wish, I wish, or, you know, if only, yeah. and, and we, d- we forget to realize that they're dealing with, they're most likely dealing with the same types of insecurities that we are. It's just mm-hmm. fleshes out in a totally different way. Mm-hmm. And, right. Um, and like, I can't pop a filter on my everyday life. Yeah. So. <laughs> I, lo- I love like that, right. like the little right Nashville on filter on Instagram or something fun like that. That makes it look so pretty. And, totally. um, and I like, that's what I'm looking at in other people's lives. Yeah. I'm looking at their filter. So yeah. I have to, I have to remind myself that a lot. Yeah. Pull the filter back and just stay in our lane, stay in the lane that God has, um, you know, has, has given us to, to swim in, yes. to run in, to walk in, to ride in, to speak in and, you know, and just trust that he, um, is faithful with the outcome. And, mm-hmm. um, exactly. Yeah. And I love that he gave that example in a literal way of your daughter being in the pool and swimming in her own I lane. Do too. Yeah. It was awesome. It was mm-hmm. awesome. I bet, um, I wouldn't be surprised if your kids give you a whole lot of good material. Um, <laughs> they sure do. <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine. Um, <laughs> Oh gosh. And you know, I think it's just, it's so hard. I think with, with the day, we want to say that it's hard in the day and age we live in. And we want to say that it's hard being in 2015 and, um, you know, being in the culture, but like, it's, I think this whole journey we're on with Christ is it, it, it would be hard no matter when we lived, no matter yeah. how it was. And we just have to trust him with the process with, with exactly who he's mm-hmm. created us to be. And, you know, I'm so thankful for your faithfulness and the call that he's put on your life just to, to serve women in a, in a way that he has uniquely created you to do that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think if your knees ever stopped knocking before you got up mm-hmm. to speak in front of a crowd, it would be, um, you know, cause for concern in a sense of, yeah. of saying that I think I can do this myself. And I think that I've yeah. got what it 
it takes to stand up here behind this microphone and and all and so um you know i appreciate the fact that you are are open with your you know with with the things that scare you and the things that are fearful and um and and i think that's such an encouragement to so many people um, you know, in this, in this season of rest that you're in, you know, right now, Angie, you know, what is, is, is there anything in particular that God's teaching you right now or, you know, something that he's kind of pointing out to you or speaking to you? Um, I would say you're going to laugh at this, but one of the things is I think because I have, I, and I've, I've written about this, I wrote about it in a book called Chasing God, but it's still something that I, I feel like he's teaching me and maybe because I'm in a season of rest, it's louder, um, but I feel like when I read scripture, I'm so tempted even now to like read something and then kind of go, I wonder what the commentaries say about this. Or like, <laughs> I wonder what other people, you know, there's mm-hmm. that sense of like, can I really read this and the Holy Spirit speak to me in a way that is meaningful and is enough? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's something I've been doing just this summer is sort of just opening up to certain, I I mean, just kind of random. Honestly, I haven't been doing any specific following anything specific, just sort of like asking him like, you know, what are, what's going on and what, what do you, what do you want me to be learning about? And, and I've sort of forced myself to not necessarily have like a notebook and a pen next to me Mm -hmm. because my tendency is to go, Oh, I could write about that. Okay. I could do this. (laughs) What about that? You know, instead of really just, listening and reading and and focusing that is so hard for me Mm. so i that's something that i feel like he's like all right let's rein it in let's let's just you know spend some time here and and i've been enjoying it but i still have to fight that part of me that wants to be like making it work you know like take notes make it academic Uh do do something that like feels like again like i check something off instead of just meditating so mm-hmm. yeah that's that's something meditation is my I'm, I'm in a season of asking him to really help me do that better absolutely and and we know that when we're faithful to to meditate on his word that he that's you know why he gave us the holy spirit it's why he gave us his word is so that we can know and understand you know what it is that he wants to say to us and um you know what what scripture says and um and just know too that we don't always have to have a commentary right next to us and um because i think a lot of people that is intimidating in itself and it's easy to do to read scripture along with a bible study but just the thought of opening up god's word and just saying would you speak to me is so scary for so many women. Yes. And um, I think so many people are like, I don't know that I'd understand it. I don't think I, you know, I thought that way for a long time. Yeah. And then when I started, I would like, go, oh, oh no, I do. Like I really, so that, that has been um, something I hope I continue to grow in for my entire life. And yeah. just that I'm hungry for, I want mm-hmm. that desire to stay, to stay in my heart, to be constantly speaking and believing that I can hear him through that. And that that's, is what the word was written for. He, he, it's not, I say that in seamless. This is not written for these couple select scholars. Yeah. It's written for us. Yes. So, you know. I love that. And so if you're, if you're listening today and maybe you're, you're scared to open the Bible by yourself, you know, and maybe you put your Bible up on the shelf when you do a Bible study, or maybe you've never even opened it at all. I would encourage you just to, to get in God's word today. You can do it on your phone. You can do it on your iPad on, you can pull out, you know, your children's Bible that you have and just get into the word and hear, um, ask God to speak and, and trust that he will and trust that he'll make his word clear to us. And, and I love that it continues to bring itself back, um, in a way that is fresh and new every time we read it, even if it's a passage that we've read over and over mm-hmm. again. Um, and, and he's, he's so faithful true. to do that for us. So, um, yeah. 
I love it. Well, Angie, thank you so much just for chatting with us today and um, just for telling us a little bit. I love it. I love the podcast thing. I think this might be my first one. I got mocked last year (laughs) when I was at a conference and we were all outside and and a couple of the girls were swimming and they were like, Angie, you have a podcast in a half an hour. And I like fly back to my room like curl my hair, put on all this makeup, <laughs> show up at the thing, and they're like, "Do you do you know what a podcast is?" And I'm like, "Not really, not really." <laughs> and they're like, "Okay, no one can see you." I love it. But I was like, "Oh!" So today I was like, "I know what a podcast is." Now. Perfect, okay. perfect. I mean, you could be in your pajamas for all we know, or your swimsuit. I might so, be. Yes. I might be. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well. Um, you know, thank you just for sharing a little bit of your story, a little bit of what God's currently teaching you. And, um, we just appreciate you and just your faithfulness. And thank you. I, you know, I think for your vulnerability to just say, I don't have it all figured out, but I'm pursuing the Lord and, you know, following hard after him. And, um, and like you said earlier, it really is a delicate dance of balance that we have, um, yeah. you know, in following him. And it is truly more an act of obedience than desire to do what he's called us to do so often. So, yeah, it is. Awesome. Well, thank you. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks so much, Angie. And um, we're going to link to some of Angie's books, her Bible studies, um, just some links that will be helpful to you on our website. So make sure you check out lifeway.com slash all access, and you'll be able to find notes from today's show. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks so much for joining us today. Visit lifeway.com forward slash all access to find episodes or check out Mark podcast on iTunes. If you want to join in on the conversation, make a suggestion about who else we should talk to, um, tweet at me. It's at Mary Margaret C and use the hashtag marked podcast so that I know that it's you. Can't wait to hear from you.